Smith, and this is what defines us. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another installment of What Defines Us. I am your your host, your MC, your master of ceremonies, which I guess is that's what MC means. Um, I am Dylan Smith, uh, your ever gracious and uh not that great at self-describing usher of today's episode um it is the day after thanksgiving um so i i hope you all had a wonderful a wonderful time with gravies and cooked uh, cooked animals. <clears throat> not, not that I'm like, you know, against any of that. Cause it all sounds great. It all sounds really good. It really does. Um, but if you don't, you know, if it was just another Thursday for you and you had the day off, that's awesome too, right? That's pretty great. Um, if you are a continued listener of, I, the one of two episodes. If you listen to the last episode, uh, all I did was touch upon some music. Um, nothing in, nothing specifically, but more of just my general feelings about um, our relationship with music and and sort of sort of how music is integrated into our lives and we're bombarded constantly with music and how, you know, and how some of us choose to choose to approach something like that. Um, but that is not today's episode because today's episode is about television. And yes, I know, I know it's, it's another it's another guy. It's another dude with a with a man bun, espousing and eschewing television for its uh, for its bombastic, irreverent, ironic behavior, and how television just is just it's the cornerstone of American life. You know, it's just, it is, it's the, it's the be all end all, you know, not for every American family. Sure. But if you're listening to this episode, it, it, you, you might share some of the same feelings that I have, uh, concerning, concerning television. Um, oh, wait, never mind. No ads. Cause so I don't have there are no for the time being I'm not gonna talk to you about underwear or a monthly subscription to knickknacks that comes monthly or things for self grooming no ads I we, this is an ad list podcast 
And in these dire times, you know, money would be nice. So, you know, so, but that's not, uh, that's not obvious. That's not my ultimate goal. I'm not, I'm not doing this to be like, I'm not trying to be the next Joe Rogan or, you know, or, uh, to be at like the, oh God, what's like a, an, a wondery. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm so out of touch, but whatever, you know, it, I, I'm doing, I, again, I'm, I don't know. I don't know how much of it I discussed in the first episode, but the intentions behind this is just simply that I'm trying to get stuff out into the world, trying to get thoughts out into the world. Um, I think I touched upon this a little in that first episode, but it's, um, I just can't escape this feeling of insincerity when it comes to media and what we, what we decide to let into our heads. Um, I, I don't know. You know, this po- this podcast will probably be uh, a lifelong journey of trying to understand why I have all these preconceptions about um, about a litany of of topics and and ideas. I, I've just I've been I've always kind of been strongly opinionated about stuff, but for a long time I just I had a hard time. I had a hard time voicing my opinions as you can as will probably be one of the again one of the cornerstones one of the one of the cornerstones of this podcast will be long pauses probably a lot of repeating um stuttering because I can't help it um so yeah whatever uh you know if if you can get past a lot of that stuff I, I I'm greatly indebted to you um, because I know that there are people in my personal life who probably wish I didn't have a motor mouth, probably wish I would take a couple more deep breaths, maybe just let things be a little bit, you know, um, namely my mom and girlfriend who probably just wish I would just shut up every once in a while. But this is why I have this. This is, this is what is important to me. Because I'm I'm constantly having these conversations in my head anyway, and I figured, what better way to be productive than to um, try to take all that talking and actually make it into something, into what I can probably what can probably loosely uh, titled art or whatever it is, you know. Um, all right, so without further ado, we'll go ahead and jump right in to what we're going to talk about today. Um, television, I've, over my life, I've had a complicated relationship with television. Um... Maybe for the first half of my life, it was very, very addicting to me. Like any, hell, like any 
child, like any person, like any young person with a spongy brain that's just looking to absorb anything and everything, you know, like I just, I just needed something because, I mean, I did a lot of the normal child stuff, you know, I, I love to play outside and, you know, it was, it was awesome. I have a, a lot of my formative memories are, are really spent outside doing stuff like, um, but, you know, when, when, since I am a child of modernity, um, you know, when the dinner bell comes a ringing, it, it wasn't just like sit down and have a dinner while everybody talks. And, you know, it's, it, I'm very much a product of, of modern society where as a kid, you know, my mom had, my mom, bless her, you know, she, she worked her ass off. She worked her ass off to make me so that I wouldn't realize that maybe we weren't as well off as maybe I thought we were, you know, because every Christmas came and passed and I always had presents. I had stuff and and I there was never a thought of like, oh, um, I didn't get I got more stuff last year. What happened this year? Or, you know, it was never it was never anything like that. Like I my, my mom did an incredible job of raising me, but because she was gone so often working, um, I found solace in television. I found camaraderie in television. I was able to escape like a lot of people. And um, for, you know, I, 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 I reflect on some of that stuff and I was, I was definitely, I was definitely indulging in stuff that I should be for my age. You know, a lot of, a lot of cartoons, you know, your Edna and Nettie, Dexter's Lab, uh, Courage, you know, a lot of those bangers. Loved loved me some Disney Channel original movies. Smart House was sick. Always wanted a smart house, but I guess that's any house now. Um, without the, you know, without uh, Sons, of, Sons of Anarchy. What is her name? Damn, what is her name? I can't... Whatever, I... I could I I hope you know who I'm talking about only by throwing those two those two uh references at you but I think they cast it a wide wide enough never you to re- realize who she is. Um you know I I that was where I picked up a lot of not character traits but more of a un, of a ancillary understanding of of life of of how to be an american you know of of like how to how to operate in certain situations how i should feel in certain situations you know um because i think and i and i know that that is that's also a banality of of life today because i i've noticed that people kind of act in a way that it's almost like they think they're in a television show somehow that like they can just at any moment um you know snap their fingers then there's Zach from Zach Morris from Saved by the Bell and then they're like oh, it's totally lame that uh Mr. Belding said that like I need to go to his office like what the heck is that stuff and then they snap and they're at and then they're back like I th- of course it's an assumption and of course it's a generalization 
but it's just like I've I've come into contact with people who are like you know the 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 person who only um they only where they're coming from and and hand to god I do I I've been I have done that and it's a it is a, a I am guilty is what I'm saying I'm I am definitely guilty of doing a lot of that stuff because you know you because your because your entire worldview is is only solidified by what you're viewing you kind of just assume other people identify that same way and um to a larger point you know uh my relationship with television, maybe our relationship with television is a bit, I think it's a bit tragic. Um, you know, I, I, I guess I'm going, I guess I'm going to venture into, into a lot of, um, behavioral stuff. And, um, I guess, I, I guess this would be a good time to say that, uh, obviously capital, all caps, obviously. I am in no way a clinician. I I do not practice this stuff. I, I am not a psychologist. I'm not a sociologist. I'm not a behavioral biologist or what I am none of the I'm none of these things. I'm absolutely zilch. Um so, you know, just to get the disclaimer out of the way first before I start speaking broadly and 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 painting tremendously huge landscapes with a tremendously huge brush um just wanted to get that stuff out of the way okay so um what i'm what i mean by the insidiousness of television and its effect on us culturally is i is i suppose the disconnect, the the um, the ability to incubate your mind, your temperaments about things, your the way you color the world. It's television only acts as an accelerator to all of the things that you harbor negatively about yourself. So I guess, for example, if you are if you are distrustful, um, if you are if you have a distrust for certain groups of people or people or attitudes, general attitudes of life or whatever it is, in today's society, and I'm sure you all know this, in today's society, you can find spe something specifically tailored to how you think, to what you think about things. And, you know, I don't know what the answer is to this. I don't, you know, because I, I feel like the question is, you know, like, um, like how, how did it get here? Like, how did it, how did it become this way? To which I don't know. I really don't know. Um, but I would say, and, and this is, and this is the obvious statement of the century. It it seems just money driven, right? Like it just seems that 
people who have a position to to curate and create these platforms, these news networks, these um, whatever, any 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 television channel out of the nine thousand that you might have, they are all tailor made to their demographic. Now, I understand how simple that sounds. <laughs> but I mean it. I hope but the but the way I mean it is I I always think of it as something more um as something more hurtful than just oh, you know, right-wingers like Fox News and and lefty people want CNN, you know, and that's just how it is. I just, it's, there. it's just like, we kind of accept a lot of that stuff without, um, without really addressing the issue of why that is, and sort of more, moreover, how, how it's, how it's dangerous. And, you know, um, obviously not, not to be, not to again paint too broadly here, but when you have, when you have people who are consistently indulging and reinforming uh, and reinforcing these their beliefs their belief system um and they and and people use television as um sometimes they use it as um a cork board to which they can you know um plot their ideas onto and project onto or sometimes you know or people just use it to um, to solidify things that they're already believing, so you're so people are just drawn to um looking into the things that they're they already had believed, or or, or you know they 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 they're already believing. It's messy, man. It's it's really messy. Um, I I don't think. I think that there could be a way out of it. I think that there could be, I think there could be a way to ratify a lot of these things because, you know, I, it just sets, it just sets up a lot of these, a lot of these barriers to trying to form some sort of relationship with people. Because if you're only, because if you're only insulating yourself with the things that agree with you, you're never, you will never, you will never find, you will never find the reasons why you believe what you believe and why whomever it is that you hate believes what they believe. And, and that's, and that's partly where my disgruntledness or how, however you characterize it, it's partly where my reservations about television come from is I think that and and this could probably be a viewpoint shared by people in my age group 
or of my generation or the generations a little uh, before me and you know but you know I think I think more people are starting to identify that television just isn't it's just not mindlessness it's not we're not just tuning in six hours a day per person and trying to challenge these core beliefs that we hold that's just not I just don't think that's just what people do and I don't think that's what television wants people to do I don't think television wants it doesn't want you to think about it doesn't want to challenge you it wants you to be comfortable you know it wants you to stay isolated it wants you to stay right where you are you know and and um whether it be and you know whether it be your um your formulaic law and order csi shows or uh, again whether it's whether it's the a news a news channel or um your sports or whatever whatever it is if you're not watching, you're costing them money. And and that sounds so contrite. I know it sounds so contrite because it's just like, well, it can't it can't just be that these companies with major pull only want you to stay there because they wanna, you know, they got more Fritos to sell to you. That just can't be it, right? Because it's like so many people I mean, there are real life implications behind espousing um divisive things on television but that might also play into the fact that you know television is and i'm and i'm sure you've seen online a a bunch of articles about this you know over over the years where it's like you know television is dead and and who's going to revive television where's television going to go you know how will it survive and it's like it a, a part of me feels like good I not not because I want people to be out of work because I because there are probably a lot of people who work in TV that could easily transition into not working into television but you know there's like there is a part of me that just feels like television has overstayed its welcome because television is is not it is no longer the Andy Griffith show it's no longer mash it's no longer um you know it's 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 no longer the a team like it's no longer just this thing with like where it's just like just it's like mini movies you know where you're just like you can you're 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 time traveling from minute zero to minute 30 you know and it's just like a complete blur like everything like everything whether you like it or not is it has a message it has a purpose and you know i don't know i don't know if this is like a brainstormed idea by corporate executives who are like well we need to i mean we need to keep these people here because we're losing them to youtube or you know we're losing them to netflix or whatever it is and and I'm sure that's difficult. I really am. I'm sure that's difficult. But eventually things have to move on. Eventually things have to... They have to be let go. 
Um, and that's a, and that's a broad, that's a big statement coming from a guy with zero experience of any of this stuff. I'm just talking as, as a fellow consumer, as somebody who's had a lot of his mind shaped and contoured by uh, the the Giuseppo of television, you know, just sort of molding me into this little puppet boy that that I'll do his bidding for, you know. But, you know, it's um, if I can actually if a quick tangent, if I can somehow make this a little more cohesive, um, I've been listening. I've been listening. I've been reading Infinite Jest by David Foster Wallace. And yes, I know. Don't don't think I don't know. I know you probably don't like the guy because he did some questionable things when he was alive. And death does not exhume you. That's probably not the right word. Death doesn't excuse you from those bad things that you did while whilst you were living. Um, but how, whatever, that'll probably just be that'll probably be an episode unto itself because I do have a lot to say about the man and a lot of it good, personally good for me. But uh, but I will find a way to talk about that um, in a way that obviously includes the bad stuff as well as far as i know no no oj stuff um you know he no white bronco chases down i5 or whatever was but i but i will touch on that but anyway to to try to use this as an example of, of what i think i'm trying to get out here to you guys is infinite jest among many things is about entertainment and it's about television and our culture's obsession with television, with with needing to be entertained, constantly needing to be entertained. And one of the things that he wrote about that sort of fills the world of the of of um of the book is is the titular cartridge, the the infinite jest. It's a it's also a movie within the book, right? So the book is the title of the book and it's also a thing in the book and yeah, yeah, we get it. There's a lot of stuff. Okay. So the reason why the reason why I I I I personally really like that he that he chooses to include something like this, something that is so it's so captivating and it's so entertaining and it's it is the be all end all of entertainment is because when he I presume that when he wrote this book somewhere in the early 90s he saw this trend of well you know everything is starting to become a little too self-referential it's starting it's it's seeming it's seeming to him to to be that are fitting it's fitting to ugh, what am i trying to say it's 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 seemingly fitting maybe that's what i'm trying to say here it's seemingly fitting that television is moving away from um and don't get me wrong this is all in the in the 90s right so this is like full house and uh saved by the bell and you know all these uh maybe Fre- little fresh prince of bel-air you know these shows that um, 
sort of like your CSI Miamis or or Law and Order SVUs, like you kind of know what you're gonna get. Like you know you're gonna come in for some laughs, and then by the end of the show, it's gonna give you a little life lesson. You know, a nice little pick me up for the day. But I think what I think what David Foster Wallace was kind of thinking about when he was outlining the purpose of the entertainment, the the infinite just cartridge in that world was the fact that he was starting to see that TV and entertainment was becoming more and more of a device to incubate and insulate people into becoming consumers into into just becoming into just becoming a thing that is born to spend and buy you know um, something that has no personality, something that is merely just a a flesh a human flesh sack of of corporate sponsorships and and logos and and I think he, and he was trying to say something you know I mean I'm not gonna I won't say too much more about the book because I'm only like a little more than a fifth of the way through it so <laughs> which is crazy to say. Um, but I think that I think the entertainment, that cartridge, his book, I think that that helps illustrate my reservations about television and why that in 2020 things just really haven't changed. We're still as obsessively compulsive and and uh, obsessively addicted to being entertained to to needing escape um it's it's truly a great tragedy of american life and there are there are so many things in the world that are much more tragic and much, much more important than just oh, what was us? I there's only two hundred sports channels, and I want three hundred sports channels. Or it's like the news isn't speaking to me enough. It needs to. It needs to be what I need it to be. I, you know, I just think that that is an inherent tragedy of modern life. That we're so reliant and dependent on a thing that does not give a shit about us. Not one bit. Doesn't care what you want or what you think. It just wants you to keep tuning in. It wants you it it wants you it wants you to be so docile that you're you're practically wearing adult diapers to watch TV because God forbid you miss one second of it. And I know there's a pause button. Everything's got a pause button now, but you know what? I, I hope you I hope you get what I'm saying here. I mean, it has television has some good to it. I, I'm sure there are there is some good to television. There are some great television shows, right? I always think of something like Breaking Bad which is just, it's controlled 
and it tells a specific story, doesn't deviate too much, wraps up, and it just, boom. And Okay, whatever. I know I know that there was that movie, the Breaking Bad movie, but whatever. Even though it's canon, it probably is canon. Just the, that series, right? I think that series is a good example of, of what upside television brings to society. And even on a personal level um a show even like scrubs for for me personally between me and my best friend that's like that is what got us into being best friends you know and 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 i think maybe that's the same way for a lot of people you know it's not it certainly isn't it certainly isn't all bad right it's there is some good underneath the layers and layers and layers of shit there are there is good um but i just think that i just think that we have to try harder to find it and and we have to try harder to form relationships and um because if because if all we do is sit around our devices and let them control our vices the the supposed utopia that we live in and i know it's far from it it's far from it there's a little bit of sarcasm there this 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 supposed utopia we live in will fissure it will crack and I just believe that television cannot, it cannot fill the God hole. It can't fill that empty pit inside of us all that's yearning for something else. And, and instead of reaching out or instead of creating, we rely on regurgitation and we rely on, we rely on somebody else or something else to fix it for us. And, you know, since this episode is about television, um, I thought I thought that it would be a nice way to end this would be to try to give a little bit of a happy ending, you know, a little uh, a little extra rub and tug if you, if you know what i'm saying uh but unfortunately as things are now i don't think that there is much of a happy ending for us culturally with television but with that being said i could always be wrong which is statistically probably the probably the thing you should be betting on right if we're if we're running a uh, over under here you should probably bet against me. Um, but as I see it, television, if it continues the model that it's under now, if it continues churning out the same, the same old tired shit, where it's, it's, going, it's going to get to a place 
it's going to change us and it'll ultimately be the thing it'll ultimately be the thing that defines us all thank you for listening and have a great day